You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, joining me next is one of the legends in Chicago Bears history. He is Jim McMahon, the Punky QB. He joins us now. Jim, Bill Zimmerman, how are you? Doing great, Bill. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, and, and you're here. You're doing cannabis advocacy, uh, RevenantMJ.com. Why don't you kind of kick it off there, and we'll have a little conversation. Well, this company started a couple years ago. Kyle Turley is the brainchild. Uh, he called me and asked me about you know, joining his group and, and his mission, and, and I had no problem with it. I've been using this plant for a long, long time. I always thought it was, you know, I never knew how good it was for me up until about 10 years ago. Didn't know the science about it. I just knew what it did for me. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to get the NFL to stop testing for this right now. It's the only patented neuroprotectant in the world. And it's also an anti-inflammatory. It heals so many different ailments that we have as, as human beings because we all have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies. We're supposed to be using this plant. We have receptors up and down our spines and our, in our brains for this plant. We don't have receptors for, you know, cocaine or, or Marcaine or, or Percocet or Oxycontins. Uh, we're supposed to be using this plant, and that's what we're trying to get the NFL, just to stop testing for it, let these guys heal naturally rather than forcing these pills on them that do nothing but mass pain. Yeah, and, and I think that's, that's a, a big point, and, you know, we don't need to get in the whole big pharma or anything like that kind of stuff but in terms of the nfl i mean you've got stories like brett Favre getting hooked on pain pills and so many players are just have to rely on pain pills you've got chronic pain from playing in this league even five years let alone 10 15 years and the fact that this is available and you talk there's so many players who you know you talk about it but then they you know i know that they change the thresholds and stuff but they're still not doing enough and it seems just completely counterproductive that players are just you know having to pop percocets and, and vicodins just to get through day to day when you have something like this that can do so much and is so much less harmful not harmful at all no it's not harmful at all it's killed nobody and uh like i said the medicinal properties of the plant is what these people are, are, are just either don't want to hear about it because like you said big farmers got got their hands and everything in this country and so they're tr they're trying to figure out a way i guess to to we you know wean themselves off the pills uh, but until they just stop testing for it and let these guys heal naturally, because they're always complaining about guys, you know, they'll, they'll take a cold medicine that has something in it that's illegal, and they get fined or, or suspended for that. Because they, they always say, oh, you're responsible for what goes in your own body. But yet they, they won't let these guys put in their bodies what's good for them. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, like, like me personally and, and being in New York where, you know, medical's been legal for a while, and I'm, I'll admit, like, you know, I have a chronic back problem, and, you know, I've tried muscle relaxers and Tylenol, Advil, and you sometimes you try the heavier stuff, but a, a little marijuana does light years better for me than, than any of these other things. And if, if my back has a terrible day, just laying down and doing that, it, it's so much better. And I think there's so many people, I think the stigma's going away, but there's still so many people that I think almost 
think that this is, you know, if they're against it, they think it's BS. It's like, oh, guys just want to get high and have fun, and they're just saying, oh, but it helps medically, too, and that's just not the case. Well, if they want to get high and have fun, that's fine, too. <laughs> sure. I mean, because that's why your back feels better when you try marijuana, because you have receptors for this plant. Your, your body craves it. You know, we've been deprived of it for how many generations now? So that's why it stays in your system for so long, because your body wants to hang on to it, because it knows it, it's good for you. Rather than these other things, all they're going to do is amass the pain. You have to take pills on top of the other pills because of all the side effects you're going to have. Yeah, so again, it's, it's, it's RevenantMJ.com. Make sure you check it out. Kyle Turley and Jim McMahon doing, doing a great job with this. But, Jim, I want, I want to get into your career a little bit. So I, I was born in 1977. So when I'm getting into sports, and my dad, we have season tickets to the Bears since before I was born. So, you know, 83, 84, 85, that, that's when I'm getting into it. So I think a lot of Chicago Bears fans my age, like that that 85 team is is just something unique and something special. And forget the 15 and one and the 46 to 10. Like I think you know now it's it's you know 40 years ago people are talking about it you know in in that realm. But if you didn't live it, if you weren't in Chicago, it, you know, and I know Jordan was there in the 90s and he was a megastar. But that team, I mean, look, I love Kevin Butler as much as the next guy, but like he had a radio show. The kicker had a radio show. Like the 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 everyone on that team was a rock star and I just how do you think that happened how did that team resonate so much in the city uh, I think well we were good for one uh, that helps <laughs> yeah you, winning takes care of a lot of ills right so when you're winning everything's great but we had a, we had a lot of different personalities you know we you know, our coaches were personalities Dick and Buddy Ryan hell they were they were bigger than life and uh, they didn't like each other and so you know, our practices were very heated. Our, you know, we couldn't wait to get to Sunday. Sunday was like a day off for us because, you know, you go against those guys every day, it's, it wears on you. And I think that's what happened, you know, later in my career in, in Chicago. They, why didn't you guys win more? I said, I think we were tired. You know, that, we just beat the hell out of each other for six years in a row. You know, it gets tiring after a while. Nowadays, they don't even put pads on in practice or a training camp. So you can play another 10, 15 years if you want because you're never getting hit. Yeah, and, and, you know, watching the, the 30 for 30 and the specials that are coming out on that team, uh, you know, it is, you know, really remarkable how much you guys went at it in practice and, and really kind of rev, revved up to Sundays. But but how was it, you know, you know I know I know Mike Ditka was an offensive guy and you guys had a really, you know, unique relationship with, you know, your personality and, and his fiery, the way he was. How, how was, like, I, I'm sure you guys had a mutual respect, but how, how was the personality working together on a week-to-week basis? Well, I think it was okay until we won. You know, once we once we won the Super Bowl, it became you know we're, we won because of Mike Ditka, and that that wasn't the case at all. I mean, we won because we had the best players, and uh, yeah, it just it, it got it got a little old there, especially in '86. I hurt my shoulder the opening game of 1986. Shouldn't have never played again uh, that season. Should have had surgery right away, but I was getting bad information from the doctor, saying there's nothing wrong with me. And that information was getting trickled down to the, the trainer who was telling certain people on our team that I was just faking it, which was ridiculous. I played the year before when I tore my kidney out, I was still playing. Uh, so I didn't understand that mentality. And then uh, Mike and I just weren't weren't on the same page. You know, he thought I did everything just to piss him off. I, I was there to win ball games, right? And I was taught in college as a quarterback, if you see something that you can exploit on the defense, to do it. 
And so I, I played my whole career like that. And uh, sometimes that didn't that didn't gel with what he was sending in. Yeah. Now I I even hate to bring this up, but you know, to me, it's just one of those things that just stands out in my my early memory. And that was the Packers '86 with the Charles Martin play. And I mean. I really think that, you know, that that wouldn't even happen in today's game. I know the 80s, it was a different sport, but that that may not be just the dirtiest play in NFL history. That might be the dirtiest play in sports history. I mean, that ball was gone for four or five seconds. It was, I mean. I'm still reeling from that. He dumped me on the, he dumped me on my head first. That's the first thing that hit the ground was my head. So that that, that was the cause of all my neck and head problems to this day. And, uh. Yeah, it was un- it was unfortunate. Yeah, it was it, it really was, and I think you know that kind of plays into you know what, when I talk about you know your career and, and you know some of the, to the younger fans and and, and what you, you know you were as a quarterback. You know, I think when when they didn't see you play and they don't know a lot about you, you know, you go back and just look at the statistics and you don't see Dan Marino numbers. But I, I really think you're one of the most underrated players because when when you played, you, I mean, you knew how to win games. I mean, your record with, during those mid '80s, I, I, I don't have it in front of me but I, I it was a remarkable record you always sacrifice your body and you just had a flair to make the big throw when it was either when it was a third down conversion a touchdown pass whatever it was I mean how, how do you look back on on your career I mean you got the championship you probably would have had another one if you, if you could have stayed on the field that that following year but you know you know you had the injury issues but but like I said I think you know if, if you were playing 16 games a year I'm not saying to be a, a hall of fame but you'd be talked about with with the Phil Sims is and, and you know those those top 80s quarterbacks. Well, they, like you just mentioned, they they listen, they look at statistics, right? And uh, coming out of college, I you know I I blew the record books away at college throwing the ball. And when I got to Chicago, we didn't throw the ball. <laughs> you got 34 in the backfield. We're going to use them a lot. And I, I kept trying to to change or to have Mike change. I said, you know. I, I understand defense. I understand it when there, there's a blitz, there's man-to-man coverage. I could easily, you know, call a simple little halfback option run. There's nobody in the league can cover Walter Payton, man-to-man. And he just he didn't want me to do that. Now we're going to run the ball. We're gonna... So it was, it was the most frustrating offense that I probably played in my whole career. It was just uh, especially after coming from the offense I just came from, to have to sacrifice, you know. An idiot could have played that offense. <laughs> well, you you certainly weren't an idiot. You were an, an excellent quarterback. And, and and last thing I'll say, it's just one of those. Uh, I think so many Bears fans love the photo when you were at the White House in with the Packers in, in the Bears jersey, like. I know you do whatever you want. You don't give a crap what what people think. But like your teammates and everything, like did they know you were going to do this, or did you just spring it on them that 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 day? No, no. I, I talked to all my teammates before we even went to the White House, and I told them, look, I had to explain it to them why we didn't get to go, because a lot of guys I was playing with on the Packers were in junior high when we had won the Super Bowl, and so they they barely remembered the space shuttle blowing up. And I said, yeah, that's why we didn't get to go. Because of that, all that happened. I said they probably could have squeezed us in, you know, somewhere in that 11 years prior to me going with the Packers. And uh, we didn't go until I don't know how many years after I had already went with the Packers. So I explained to all my teammates, explained to all the coaches, this is what I'm going to do. None of them had a problem with it, except for Fritz Shermer, who was our defensive coordinator. And I figured out 
why he was mad is because it brought back bad memories because he was a defensive coordinator for the Rams. Okay. When we beat them 24 the, zip, yep. Beat them in the NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl in Chicago. But, uh, I'm sure there was probably a few Green Bay fans that were pissed at the time, but they probably didn't realize the story. I've since told it so many times. Hopefully, you know, if they're still pissed, that's their problem. Yeah, what can you do about it? But yeah, RevenantMJ.com. Make sure you check it out. Jim, I'm a big believer in what you and Kyle are doing. Uh, keep up the good work, and, and, and best of luck with the venture moving forward. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you very much.